Hello and welcome back to the moments that made me. Before we kick off with this week's incredible episode, I just wanted to let you all know that my first book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, is available to pre-order now. I am beyond excited and proud and just over the moon. I cannot wait for you guys to get your hands on it. It will be released on the 6th of January, 2022. And it will teach you absolutely everything you need to know to manifest literally anything that you want into your life. It is a self-development book, a self-help book, an empowerment book, and of course, a guide to manifesting. So you can pre-order from Amazon or Waterstones or Audible from now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. This week, I am so excited to have the wonderful Lucy Goff. Lucy is a former journalist in PR and now founder of what has been named the world's first super supplement, Lima. I can't wait to hear her three defining moments that got her to where she is today. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Very well. It's half term, but doing very well. (laughs) Thinking of activities every day. I know. It's the endless activities. (laughs) Um, So we basically on this podcast go straight in to your first defining moment. My first defining moment has to be when I had my daughter. Um, I was very ill after I had her. I caught septicemia. Everything went wrong with the birth. But actually, the reality was that it brought me to my new life. And from being at my utter, utter worst, I, you know, I, I was basically on death's door. Um, it, it, it made me realize that actually we do, with the right tools, we do have the strength to totally overcome whatever life throws our way. I firmly believe that, 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 that we're not presented with anything in life that we cannot deal with. It's about unearthing the right tools within us in order to overcome those. So obviously it was supposed to be one of the most joyous times in my life. And it was the most joyous time in my life because I, you know, because she was, she she was healthy, but it just sent me on a catalyst of health issues 
that I didn't know whether um, I, I, I was going to make it. So that's definitely my my first defining moment that that made me into in, in, into who I was today, into who I am today. So could you just explain to us a little bit more exactly what happened with your health after you gave birth? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was ironic, really, because I had a textbook pregnancy. Everything was completely um, to plan. At the last minute, I caught uh, preeclampsia, so, so I had preeclampsia, and I was literally in the hairdressers, and I could feel there was something not right. But as it happened, the hairdresser was over the road from the hospital that I was due to give birth in. So it was just so weird that I happened to be there and started to go into what what I now know was labor. So I walked over to the hospital, they took my blood pressure, and they gave me an emergency um, C-section. But the problem was the epidural didn't work. And then the mixed spinal didn't work. So they then had to give me a emergency general. And because I'd had so many, I'd had so many drugs pumped in me, uh, the baby came out floppy. She had to go to um, special care. So I woke up and I had uh, no child and I just didn't know what was going on. Um, so it was actually quite traumatic. Um, and I don't know whether the trauma of what I'd experienced kind of played a part in my body not functioning as it as it should have done afterwards. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'd, I'd had a C-section, so I stayed in hospital for the five days. And I just felt increasingly unwell. And all the nurses were saying, don't worry, you know, it's been a very stressful birth. You shouldn't feel well. Uh, just go with it. And I was literally sweating up. I just, I mean, I just couldn't. I was like putting ice on me. Nothing was working. And I got sent home and I just started to feel progressively worse to the point that I was shivering in bed. Um, and and all of it, it got to the point where my husband called an ambulance and I was taken to hospital and diagnosed with septicemia. I don't know where it had come from. They think it had come from um, mastitis that developed into cellulitis that then developed into septicemia. So I was in hospital for a few weeks while they battled to save my life. Unfortunately, they did. But it was it was very traumatic because obviously, you know, I was supposed to be with my daughter at that time. She wasn't allowed in the hospital. So that those first few weeks of motherhood bliss just weren't there at all. I was like, I, I was in a in, in, in a different building even, to, you know, to her. Um, so it, it, it was traumatic, but fortunately they found the infection, they got it under control um, and I left the hospital and I was reunited with her. Um, but I just felt as though I couldn't go on. Like I... I couldn't function as a person. I couldn't function as as a mother. I couldn't function as a wife. Um, I couldn't do little things like, um, I I remember like the thought of feeling the responsibility of picking her up. I just found it so enormous because I thought I don't, I I felt so shaky within myself that I, I, I didn't trust myself even to do something as, 
basic as, as, as pick my daughter up. Um, and I went to, oh, I went to three doctors. I mean, they were the top, top doctors that they were all, you know, kind of Harley Street physicians. And each one said, there's nothing, you know, they took my bloods and said, there's nothing wrong with you. You've got to uh, just give it time what you've been through. Your body's been through a big, big ordeal. Give it time and, and, and you will feel better. And literally, I just thought, well, I don't have time because <laughs> I've got a baby. I've got a family. Um, I've got a house to run. It's like, where do I get this time to um, to to to, to get to, to get my body back to a, a basic functioning state and I was told to take supplements and you know not not nothing not, nothing made any difference and it was actually my mum took me on um, a recuperation weekend to Geneva to this health farm in Geneva for the weekend and she said look take a couple of days sit by the lake you know just just take life away from you and 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 let's d- d- just see what a fr- what fresh air can do and just being in a different environment anyway that was one of the most important decisions that she made of my life because that was where i met dr paul clayton who was there on a conference he was he's one of the world's leading longevity doctors and I was telling him my story. And he said, oh, don't worry. Um, I know some ingredients that will get you better in no time. And I thought, well, I'm never going to hear from him again. Um, but then literally a, a week later after I got back, I he'd, he'd sent me a package through the post. He'd sent me um, all these supplements to take. And I knew he was the real deal because I'd, I'd, I'd looked him up. He was uh, he'd, he'd published hundreds of um, academic papers on longevity and preventative disease and I took these tablets and there was about 16 tablets to take every day and I'm not kidding you but three weeks later or maybe, maybe even less than three weeks later I was back at work I felt myself again and that was the premise for starting Lima because I was introduced to the hidden category of nutrition. So these are evidence-based ingredients. These are patented ingredients that um, have been specifically and meticulously adapted from their organic state in order to overcome limitations posed in their organic state. So this is true preventative medicine. And The supplement industry is heavily focused on organic or generic ingredients. In fact, 90% of the supplement industry is actually unproven because there's no legislation in place that protects the consumer from buying something that's actually going to work. Um, It's quite a political space. The pharmaceutical industry obviously doesn't deal with preventative health at all. They're very much about taking away a symptom once you present yourself with a symptom um, but they're not they, they don't deal with, um, you know, you can't get a, a, a tablet that's going to boost your immunity from, from, from the doctors. Um, and the problem is that over 50 percent of the foods that we purchase are actually um, highly processed. So they're ultra processed foods and they are causing inflammation inside of us. We're leading highly inflammatory inducing lives. And. Meeting Dr. Paul Clayton 
knowing that there was a way out changed my life. And that was the point that I realized that if these ingredients helped me so much, imagine what they could do to the rest of the people in the world who are suffering like me unnecessarily. Oh, absolutely incredible. Wow. I mean, it really, it, it, I, whenever I say this story, I still think, oh my God, I can't believe it actually happened. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's it really a crazy, is. crazy journey to the worst that I've ever felt and the most desperate I've ever felt. And, you know, I'll never forget being in hospital and just, you know, every day when the bloods came in, they were just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and I was just petrified. I was, you know, I was not going to make it. Um, and actually it was, it was my body reacting to um, quite a generic bacteria that lots of people would, would maybe just be slightly ill from, that my body had reacted in such um, a severe way. Gosh. And how long did it take you from kind of going to the health retreat and discover, like starting to feel better, getting back to work and actually deciding you were going to create your own supplement and start your own brand? It wasn't actually a long process. I knew instinctively what I wanted to do. The problem was then after I decided what I wanted to do, actually making that happen was was the truly challenging part. Having an idea, you know, anyone can have an idea. It's not the idea that's the issue. That kind of flows quite naturally. But actually executing the idea is, is um, in, in this case, w- 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 was the problem. Because when you go to a factory to create a supplement, you can choose from, I mean, hundreds of ingredients you can choose from like the the you know the, the rarest berry to the you know to the to anything you know the, yeah. there are, there are hundreds of ingredients to choose from but the the problem is that they're all generic or organic so you can't you don't really know much about that ingredient it's not been um validated in preclinical or clinical trials you don't really know anything about it, how it's going to perform once it's ingested. Um, And the difference between the ingredients we wanted to work with were that, um, that, I mean, the price disparity is huge. Uh, If you take kind of organic turmeric in a factory, um, that's like a, a pound a kilo, say, whereas the medicinal grade of turmeric that we use is, is 300 pounds a kilo. So it's actually not even financially viable for the factories to work with these ingredients that, you know, that these evidence-based med, uh, medical grade ingredients, because it doesn't fit in with the commercial structure of the supplement market. Uh, people are used to paying, um, you know, 20 pounds a month, 40 pounds a month, um, on, 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 on a multivitamin or something that will deal with a a deficiency in your diet that nobody before Lima had ever created anything that was 150 pounds a month and it's not that we've just made a huge markup on 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 the on, on on the supplement we haven't we actually make less of a markup than the rest of the industry which is why we're in very few retailers 
because um, Lima doesn't even fit in with the traditional wholesale model. So the margins just don't work. So uh, we sent out the request, I mean, it was to literally every single supplement factory in the UK and knew it had to be manufactured in the UK. Otherwise, I'd lost control of it. So we sent we, we sent um, the, the, the brief out. I think it was, I mean, we then had to reach out to Europe because nobody got back to us. So it was over 100 factories that we reached out to and every one of them said um, that they wouldn't deal with these ingredients because it wasn't worth their while. Um, and eventually, one factory came back to us in the in, in in Kent, and we knew that we at that point I knew that Lima was was had a chance of of um, of coming to fruition. So you know it's kind of just getting those glimmers of hope along the way that um, that that made me think, do you know what I can carry on? Uh, that the next issue was that nobody would fund us. Um, so no, none of the investment community said that anybody would spend 150 pounds a month on a supplement. Nobody was bothered that supplements didn't work. Um, we were barking up the wrong tree. Um, so anyway, in the end, we, we, my husband and I, um, put everything on the line and we financed it ourselves and we literally did put everything on the line. We put our home and everything and, um, it was hugely stressful. Um, you know, we, we'd got, um, we, we just had a child. Uh, my husband was married before, so he's got, he already had a family to support. And, and it was hugely stressful, but we both believed in what we did. And I, I was thinking, I'll always regret not doing this. I will always, even if it doesn't work out, I will always regret and think, what if? And Living with regret is, is is hugely toxic, and it was something that I didn't want to do. As it happened, and after we launched Lima, and it was a huge success, and we launched to a sellout, and everything had worked out, all the investment community came back and said, "Oh, um, yeah, we, we've we, we, we've seen you've launched, and we'd like to um, we'd like to talk about investment now." And you know what? I turned every single one of them down. Because I thought, if you didn't believe in me once, if anything does go wrong in the business at any stage, you will just say, well, I, we didn't think it was going to work anyway. So we actually took our investment from uh, Pembroke VCT, who um, we hadn't had a previous dialogue with. And um, we've had an incredible journey with them uh, to date. So everything does work out for a reason. And even if it doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to work out, it's still progressed. Um, so, you know, I just think never lose faith. That's the that's the biggest toxin that, that, that you would have is losing faith and allow that allowing that self-doubt to kind of fuel whatever you do. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. So let's move on now to your second defining moment. My second defining moment has to be the accidental meeting of my husband. It was the most, well, I, I just can't describe it in another way, that, that, we, that it was highly unlikely that we were ever going to meet. He is completely antisocial. Um, I am also not somebody that goes out. So the fact that we actually met in the middle of a road um, in St. John's Wood in London, 
um, and he actually proposed to me the night we met um, was was definitely a defining moment. Some would say it was um, verging on a bit stupid, but um, it, it was it's definitely something that made me realise that you know sometimes the stars are aligned and these moments can happen and you know to kind of believe in the magic of life i mean that was um that that was pretty insane it was crazy actually because i'd just broken up with um a guy that i was with for a few years and literally the two days after I was in, I was just coming out of my home in St. John's Wood and bumped into my husband in the middle of Boundary Road. And, and he just got out his, he, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those kind of crazy moments where he just got out the door. Um, he, he parked his car, got out the door and asked me to go out for a drink with him. And, and anybody normal would have said no. But I just thought, you know what, there's, there's, there's just something about him that, um, that, that I was really intrigued over. So we went for a drink in Primrose Hill and he just said, you'll never have another first date again. I want to be with you forever. And <laughs> then that's thinking, well, he's pretty desperate. <laughs> This is so wild. I love it. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, so we met in the April. Um, but the, the, the downside is he was uh, he was not even officially divorced from his previous marriage. I mean, he, he'd, um, they'd separated uh, a few months earlier. So it was quite a stressful time um, whilst he, um, you know, he kind of went through the, the formal divorce process. And I actually didn't believe, I was thinking, this is so weird. Like, is it even, you know, is he genuine? You know, you don't, you don't know anything about somebody when you first meet them. And it was so odd that I should just meet him in the middle of a road and, and that he should ask me to um, basically marry him on, 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 <laughs> uh, on our first date. And he told me his whole life story, um, you know, which again was pretty white. He'd had a quite a, a wild life story. Um, and, you know, we just we just clicked. And um, he was living uh, he was living the other end of London. So um, we literally moved in a couple of weeks later so uh, we 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 got um we got um uh, a home together it's just so quick <laughs> um, it sounds crazy to say it now but yeah no we, we we moved in a couple of weeks later and then we we were married yeah we, we were married within a year wow so yeah it was it was a pretty defining moment but actually what what was so kind of fate filled was that he, th this is like, this is so weird, but actually, and I don't think I've even, uh, I, I don't think I've ever discussed this before, but when we first met, he, he was kind of a tech entrepreneur and, um, you know, he'd kind of done quite innovative things in the, in the, in the technology space. Like he'd, he'd launched the world's first um, safe mobile network for kids, um, you know, so kind of quite innovative engineering w w within the tech space. 
And he'd always said when I first met him that um, he was always fascinated by what Joe Malone did in the world of candles and that um, he'd love to launch a luxury vitamin. And that was when I first met him. Um, And it was just, I didn't really think anything of it. But then when the whole episode with my daughter started and and, um, and meeting Paul Clayton, actually that played a huge part in the way that Lima looks visually because I thought, well, actually, you know, yes, the ingredients in Lima are in another league to anything else that's out there in in terms of that they're all peer-reviewed and uh, they're patented and they're dosed correctly. You know, I was always very, uh, you know, I'd come from a luxury consumer background. I was doing PR for um, big retailers like Selfridges and I thought, you know what, why not make something look nice too? Just because something um, has got the highest level of efficacy doesn't mean to say that it just could be, you know, stuffed in a, in, in a cupboard and kind of like forgotten. Why not make something a lifestyle statement for the home that had not really been addressed within that category previously? So very much, you know, supplements were... Um, functional obviously they still are functional but actually looking what Joe Malone did with the candles and um, you know adding a scent packaging them differently you know there was no reason why somebody couldn't introduce that in the world of supplements you know you're far likely you're far more likely I think to have a relationship with a product that you're taking every day at the end of the day you're ingesting the you know you're ingesting it it's like the most personal relationship that you can have with a consumer product you're actually putting it inside your body so actually why not make it look like something that you'd want to have on show as well um and it then it becomes a discussion point in the house as well oh you know i see you're taking lima have a dis you know what is it you know it's kind of becomes a conversational element that hadn't been in supplements before. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. So let's move on now to your third defining moment. The third defining moment was probably when um, when my grandmother died. Um, and I never thought I could carry on life without her. She was like my mother, you know, she, she, she basically, she, she, she brought us up. And, um, and, and, and it was such, um, I didn't realize what a crux she was in my life. Um, but, you know, you kind of, um, through experiencing the death of, of, of a true inspiration in your life, you realize actually how much they, put inside of you um all the time that, that that you're with them and actually so much of what um I do today is fueled on the um on on, on the advice and, and and the words that I always hear um that I always hear that, that you know that, that she said to me for all those years my grandmother dying was definitely um something that made me realize my inner strength um she was she was only a little woman <laughs> she was only like five foot one but she was she had like a giant of uh, a personality and um my mum had five kids so there was like you know splitting herself between us all was quite difficult so my grandmother had a huge influence on our on our early life and you know kind of I guess it's kind of that feeling of when you're in your 20s you know you need kind of certain triggers I think to make you realize that you are actually now an adult you know you don't wake up one day and think oh I feel like an adult today Um, but you know you you need to go through these traumatic experiences of loss and of kind of feeling um, certain things for the first time to make you kind of realize that you were on a journey into adulthood. So when she died in my early 20s, I did feel kind of like a huge void that was not carrying me anymore. Um, And it's kind of like, oh, well, who am I going to ask about that? What am I going to do? And it's kind of made me stand on my or learn to experience experiencing standing on my own two feet without that continual crux of you know somebody who loves you whatever you do or you know anything that um that that, that a grandmother would 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 provide you with just to have it kind of gone overnight and it was she 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 was actually quite ill over a 
uh, over a few months, but but she she had a brain tumor, and just to kind of know that um, you know we nursed her to the end and to experience it was the first time I'd experienced um, close hand any form of death, um, and actually realizing the transition from life to death, and the, and then and then life again. It, it's um, it is a, it is a circle. Um, and, and it kind of, it, it, it gave us an opportunity to kind of, um, bring, bring me closer to my mom, um, and, and kind of start a different form of a journey with my close family, but without having the crux of the person that was bringing us all together. I really can't even imagine. And I think there is just no experience like grief and there isn't but but you know you've just got to expect you know, everybody will experience everybody will experience it you know you you just can't get through life without experiencing it mm. but actually it's those moments that just define you going forward and Absolutely. also you know as a mum to kind of teach your kids about and to realize that it, it's it is a circle and and you know everything that that you learn from a different generation should be passed down to the next because they're going to rely on you like we relied on our mums and our grandmas uh, from before. I have just loved listening to your moments, Lucy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for listening. Of course. And before you leave us, I just have a few quick fire questions yeah. for you. So the first one is, what was your most memorable book? So this has to be The Devil Wears Prada. Um, I worked for a real-life Miranda Priestley. When I left university, um, I went to work at the Daily Express as a fashion journalist. And the first fashion editor that I worked for was amazing, like such a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. And then she left and she was replaced with somebody else that basically was Amanda Priestley. I wasn't allowed to crunch with my lunch. Um, I had to have my hair in a certain way. I had to dress in a certain way. And she basically just wanted to expect the impossible of me every day. And I felt like each day her biggest aim was how can I break Lucy? Um, and she was not going to stop until she did. Um, so it was a very, it was a, it was a book that really resonated with me. Um, and uh, yeah, but, but ultimately I think, you know, those very harsh first years of my working life did provide an incredible foundation for my work ethic today. Um, you know, kind of, I think I've experienced the harsher side of um, employed life so um, you know I, I do whatever I can to make everybody at Lima uh, feel as though they're living a complete opposite life to anyone in the Devil Wears Prada. Amazing. <laughs> um, what is your favourite quote? So my favourite quote is a quote actually that lots of people attribute to Nelson Mandela but it's actually Marianne Will Williamson who um, wrote this quote in a return to love and it's about um our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate um our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us and we ask ourselves who am i to be brilliant gorgeous talented and fabulous 
actually you are not to be. You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. Actually, I do think that it's the potential in every, in us all that's that does scare well is at least it's for me it is it's the potential of what could be that is the most scary you know if you are if, if you know that you are um setting off on a journey and you know where you're going to go to the end then you know you just kind of get on the plane and, and, and you go on that journey and you arrive at the other end but imagine if you were given a ticket um and and you, you know go anywhere in the world do anything you want to do that would be um, well, it would feel quite petrifying to me because I think, you know, the world is my oyster. Um, I can do anything that I set my mind to. And I think the more kids that actually acknowledge this and the more kids that actually celebrate their potential um, and that we're taught to celebrate our potential in schools and within our families, the more um, excited and and joyous would be when we actually were on our journey to wherever we were going beautiful who is your most influential mentor um I'd have to say you know I take my mentorship probably from uh, you know the group of I mean we've got like over 50 academics uh, researchers and scientists that we work with um for Lima um, and, and, you know, they're, they're constantly pushing the boundaries of what's possible uh, and excite me on a daily basis. Um, you know, I was very much of the opinion that, you know, if you're if you if you if you don't feel well, just go to the doctor and get a tablet. But there's a limitation of what can be um, achieved through a doctor in, in, in a surgery. Actually, there's a whole host of um proven nutraceuticals that can actually often uh, get to the heart of a matter in the way that pharmaceutical drugs can't so pharmaceutical drugs are amazing um to once you're ill and you need know, to take away that illness but there's a whole host of incredible ingredients that have been proven in peer-reviewed literature to help prevent us getting ill in the first place so I have been truly inspired by all of those people. Um, and as somebody who was highly dyslexic at school and failed all of my science projects, all of my science subjects, uh, it's incredible now to actually learn from, to be able to learn from these people uh, in a way that I can understand and, and we can pass on to um, our customers at Lima. Amazing. A moment where you felt most proud. Well, I mean, it'd have to say launching Lima. Everybody said it wouldn't work. We put everything on the line. We launched it and we've never looked back since. And actually, when we launched our laser last September, um, it won a Fast Company Award for Innovation in Beauty. Every day I pinch myself and I think, how did we do it? Um, how did we overcome everything to actually bring these two incredible products to market? Um, we've disrupted two industries and I do feel immensely proud of both myself um, and, and all, all the team at Lima as well. Incredible. Your go-to feel-good film? Well, it's definitely not Midsommar because I just watched that and it's completely <laughs> horrific. And that is like, oh my God, I did not know what I was <laughs> into when I watched it. So that is not my go-to feel-good film. 
Um, it's probably Bridget Jones. Um, oh, yeah. It has to be Bridget Jones. I even, I once met somebody in a queue in Harvey Nichols Cafe. I mean, I think, I think I've got like um, a theme going on here by meeting, meet, meeting random <laughs> men. But and I ended up going to Switzerland with him the following day. Um, and I pretended that I knew how to ski and I'd never even been up a mountain and I did actually get stuck. I went on a skiing lift with a snowboard and two poles because I thought, oh, my God, I need these poles to stabilize me. And I didn't know that you didn't have a pole when you were snowboarding. Um, and I got stuck on the ski lift and and it was just all very Bridget Jones. So I'd have to say Bridget Jones was my go to feel good film. A song that cheers you up. Oh, anything from the kids from Faye. <laughs> I mean, if that film, the music from that film is just timeless. Um, anything from, from, from that film. Um, it just reminds me of being at school, dancing on the tables and uh, and having fun. I can't dance, though, so. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I can't sing either. <laughs> um, Sorry to anyone that listens to me <laughs> song, singing those songs. Um, you're... Uh, top tip for dealing with stress? Um, I think, you know, I do suffer from anxiety. Um, I think knowing and having faith that it will pass and just take time to bring yourself back into the moment. Um, and, you know, Lima it genuinely has helped me do that. It, 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 it really does take the edge off stress in a way that, it doesn't sedate you. It just kind of gives you more of a resilience. So. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If I do, if I do suffer from, if I think, oh my god, I'm in a bit of a panic, I just convince myself that it will pass. It will pass. It will all be fine, and you'll get over it, and life goes on. Yes, such such great advice. What is one thing you'd like to achieve in the next year? 
I mean, personally, I'm looking forward to traveling again because mm. we haven't been on holiday for so long because I just couldn't face it with all the tests and everything that you had to do. Um, so looking forward to traveling, but also it's a hugely exciting time for Lima. We've got new products launching. We're disrupting another uh, category with um, a game-changing, defining product where Lima can apply its principles of efficacy first to deliver something that actually does work in an industry that's traded off false hopes and false claims and all that. So you know, we, we've re-engineered a product to do everything we said um, to completely turn another industry on its head. So I'm very much looking forward to, to that as well, but also traveling. And the last question is, who is the first person you'd call to share good news? I, I think my husband will probably want it to be him, but I'm always <laughs> with him. I work with him. Uh, so it has to be my mum. You know, I never take for granted that she's on the other end of the phone. Um, and I can't imagine sharing life without her. Oh, I love that. You're your daughter, well, aren't I? <laughs> oh, you are. You are. Good wife, I'm a good mum. <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest on The Moments That Made Me. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. Lovely to, lo- lovely to speak to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>